Today I'm interviewing Ricky Figueroa. She's a canna mom of two who previously hid her cannabis use but is ready to come out of the canna closet and share her story with you today. Ricky is a close friend of mine who I met in a mom group and has kids the same age as me. Now she helps me with canna bombs and I really hope sharing her story inspires someone. Hi to everyone listening, I'm Lindsay, owner of Cannabom CBD Topicals, and this is my podcast, Cannamoms, where I talk to other Cannamoms or non-moms, but always about cannabis. Okay, Ricky, I'm so happy that you are here today. I just want to start by talking about how we met. We met at this class called Happy Mom School, and it's a great resource. We went to one out in Gilbert, but they closed during the COVID, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So we went, and every week was like a different topic. We first would start with highs and lows. We would talk about our high in the beginning and our low. And then after that, we would move on to a teacher or um, a presenter. We did like baby led weaning. We did pelvic floor health. We did baby wearing, baby the wearing, carriers, all yeah, the different carriers, yeah. how to fit them. So first and foremost, I have to really, really advocate for that because it is the best decision that I ever made as a mom. Like Same, if you have down. a, if you are pregnant and you're having a baby shower, put that shit on your baby registry. Or ask for money yeah. because it, <laughs> it's expensive. So Modern Milk in Scottsdale, Arizona, or just if you aren't in Arizona, look for something around you that is some kind of mom group where you can go and be with women who have children the same age or going through the same thing as you because the same struggle. So yeah, I guess that's that's my whole story about happy mom school or if you can find anything like that near you, just please, please do. So that's how I met my beautiful friend Ricky and now she helps me with cannabombs too. So it's really just come full full circle in the past two years, uh, well three years now. What? Three years I know. now. I know. So that leads into Ricky, how many kids do you have? What are their names and how old are they? So I have two kids. I have Antonio. He is going to be three in February. And then our little baby, she's going to be one, Aliana. She's going to be one also in February. Why do you choose to use cannabis as a mother? Gosh. (laughs) Where to begin, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, you know... In the beginning, when like when I first found out that I was pregnant with AJ, I stopped. Mm-hmm. And because obviously, like I didn't know, I didn't have education about it. I was just scared to take a Tylenol, scared to drink right. soda. Like I was scared of everything. So I stopped. And then I was reading a lot about how CPS gets involved and stuff. So, but then after a while, I also read more stories from women who had positive experiences and like they were saying that they smoked their entire pregnancy or they changed their methods of consumption and like how it was helpful. And I was so sick with AJ. And I remember talking about it with my husband and like just asking him, you know, for his opinion and how he felt and if it would make him feel any kind of way with me smoking while I'm carrying his child. You yeah, know? Like, right, yeah. And he he had nothing bad to say. Like he was fully supportive of I need an appetite. Like whatever you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was a smoker too at that point. So, and he wasn't in the beginning of our relationship. So like, that's a whole thing too. Mm -hmm. So he came around to it and he was supportive. And when he saw how much it helped me, he was all for it. And it was cool. So then I actually told my doctor and that was a mistake. Yeah. So uh, she, they asked on a questionnaire and I was thinking, along the lines of doctor-patient confidentiality, and I was hoping for that. And she didn't, like, tell me no and, like, tell me. 
I could tell by her body language right. that she, oh I know I understand like, yeah I felt like she sat up straighter and got a straight stern professional face and was like no pointing no. her finger yeah, yeah like just <laughs> Um, and she just said that there's no evidence. And I was like, I have a medical card. I have it for X, Y, Z reasons. It does help me for what I've noticed when I'm really sick, if I can't eat, whatever. Like if I'm nauseous, it's what helps me get through the day, whatever, or start the day even. <laughs> and yeah. she, uh, she just said that there was no solid evidence. So she wasn't going to tell me anything, but she would tell me that she was going to put it on my record, which meant that CPS would pay me a visit. And so right away I was thinking, my mom is going to kill me. (laughs) We are at the hospital. My mom's going to kick my ass if CPS gets involved. Like right away my first thought went to my family. It wasn't... The wellness of you. Right. I wasn't (laughs) afraid of CPS. I was afraid of what my family was going to say about Mm -hmm. CPS. And so... Uh, I stopped smoking, like, so I started smoking in the very beginning, like, first trimester with AJ when I was super, super sick, and then my husband was cool with it. It helped me through second trimester, and then I also noticed I started smoking less and less. I needed it less, so by third trimester, I was done, and I wasn't smoking at all, and I was thinking, it's out of my system. I don't have to deal with CPS, blah, 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 and then I never did. Like, nothing ever happened. They must have tested you and realized. And I was fine, yeah. yeah, and then she also told me, my doctor told me that, so see what would happen, and she told me that CPS would pay me a visit, and they would test me and the baby, and basically all they would do is they would open a case, and they would tell me I needed to stop. They would drug test me again, and if my levels were going down, they wouldn't really, there's nothing they could do. And hmm. so that's interesting. That's not what happened to me. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> like, I know. So the more and more I started talking about it with people and like asking their opinions, my friends in the medical industry, like, what do they do? Like, what I what do I expect? You know, I didn't really have much to go off of. So I was just afraid. And so I stopped with AJ. Nothing happened. We never had any visit, nothing. And then with Ali, I just knew better than to tell my doctor. And Unfortunately, that's just how it... Yeah, yeah. and it sucks because, like, I wanted to partner with my doctor to make sure I was being taken care of as best as possible. And I want them to know everything that's going on with my baby as much as possible. And, like, I want to be a team. Like, I promise you, you don't care about my kids' well-being more than I do. Right, right. You're not going to tell me that I'm giving up soda, which I fucking love soda every, like, it's, oh, it's my shit. It's yeah. my second favorite love next to weed. Soda. And, yeah, and, like, you can't tell me that I'm giving up sushi and soda and Tylenol so I can willingly hurt my kids. Yes, like, yes. You're, like, very well said. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And so my husband was okay with it. That's all. So you continued use, but kept it on the hush hush the second time with Allie. I didn't even bring it up. And like on the questionnaires, I lied. And I said, no, like I went down this road before and like, it's just not worth the judgment, the whatever. And then I also, because with Allie, I was way sicker. So like, I couldn't even keep water down. And I remember like telling my doctor about it and she had no problem. Like if you want Zoloft, just let me know. And Zofran. It's Zofran, yeah. yeah. No, the Zoloft too for like oh, all the wow. things. Like all the things. Like my mental health, every, like she was just telling me, but Zofran, we did have that conversation. For the nausea. Yes. Right, yeah. And it was nothing. Like there was no conversation to be had about risks, about anything. And of so course. I remember when she was telling me, well, if you're that nauseous uh, and you want Zofran, just let me know. And 
I was like, okay, I don't know. And my thing is I don't want any – I don't want to take medicine. Any well, side note, Zofran has – a lawsuit, right? Yeah. That, yes. Cleft palates. Yes. And yes. so thank you. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm getting at. Yeah. What's crazy is that it that's a proven effect. Right. Proven. And, and they can't prove they anything still, about cannabis. Right. And they can't yeah. prove anything about cannabis. And they don't even tell you that you're risking that when they're Giving writing you, you the prescription. Yeah. Right. And you know what's crazy is that... <sighs> I know my mom's going to hear this podcast. <laughs> hey, mom. Like, yeah, Love like you. she's going to hear this, but you Love know you what? So much. This is me standing in my truth, and it is what it is. This is real. So I could cry. We, we went on a family road trip to New Mexico, and Ramon and I and AJ went in my parents' car, and I was like six weeks pregnant with Ali. Like, I had barely found out I was pregnant with mm-hmm. Ali. And so I was like at my peak sickness. So nauseous. And then in a car? It's Ugh. a 12-hour drive. No. So I was literally <laughs> like my dad kept having to pull over so I could throw up. Oh, I no. couldn't eat. Like it was awful. Ramon had a vape pen on him. And that was literally the only way that I was able to Make it to drive. New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let my dad drive for more than an hour at a time. And like that was the only way I could eat. And like I was sneaking hits, like going to the bathroom and like taking a hit, taking two hits and like taking a breath and then going outside and like, okay, let's go. And then when I would feel the nausea, I would get out and go puke, wash my mouth out. And Ramon would give me the pen and say, take a couple more hits. Like just yeah, like, calm I'll down. Just, I'll distract yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I, it sucks that. I had to hide it so hard, but I will say she's becoming more open to it over the past several years. Um, go mom. Shit, go my sister. My sister is the go one. Go Bella. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who like opened the gates Real that like forced my mom to be okay with it. She's a senior in high school. And so within the past several years, she she started messing with the wrong substances. She started taking pills. And she was drinking. It was getting dangerous. Right. And um, it was getting scary for a little while. And and she, I guess, was just, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what she was going through, but she was doing something to try to cope somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, she wasn't really being seen or heard. Like, we were all just, like, yelling at her and mad at her and just, like. Instead of, like, getting to the root of right, the problem. And, like, really <clears throat> being there for her to ask her what was going on. And then on top of that, she's super shy. Like, she's very, very quiet. So I can articulate my feelings until I'm blue in the face. And my sister is the complete opposite. Right. So all we knew was that she was messing with the wrong stuff and it was getting scary. And um, after... After she got a lot of attention from everyone in our family, I feel like, and, like, we kind of all ganged up to try to help her and, like, see her and, like, see that she clearly wasn't okay, she ended up getting a a medical marijuana card, and now she smokes. And so it kind of became a thing where she was just telling my mom, like, it is what it is. And she was just smoking and my mom was upset at first like she didn't like it and she would just like make snarky comments and kind of just take a jab whenever she could whenever the topic came up or whatever just to let us know let it be known that she did not approve mama bear yeah and so but my sister would just roll her eyes and whatever and just too bad yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like I I just feel bad because at one point I had a conversation with my mom and I was telling her and I'm still in the closet at this right, point right? right so like I'm still like not exactly telling her like you know mom like you give me a lot of credit for 
just everything. Like she gives me a lot of credit that I finished college and that you little know, little does baby, she know. That's the only reason why I graduated college, right? Is because I was able to smoke and like mm-hmm. handle the stress and stuff. So like same. And then she gives me a lot of credit for the kids and like. I have a really good marriage. It's hard. My marriage is really hard right now just with two little ones. But she gives us a lot of credit for the work that we put in. And, like, she doesn't know that cannabis is a big contributor to helping us get through the trenches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I was having a conversation with my mom one night, and I was like, you know what Bella was like when she was taking pills. Like, you know... This is the alternative. Yeah. Yeah, Which one would you rather have? Exactly. We had that conversation. Like, do you remember when she would be at the table with us and we could tell that she was out of her mind? Like, she wasn't there. She she just wasn't present. And, like, now Bella's singing karaoke at our family parties and she's dancing and she's laughing. And, like, she when the kids get to the house, she runs and plays with them. Like, she's just a totally different person. And we're not scared for her life anymore. Right. You know? And so, like, I was telling my mom, like, you had a front row seat to different routes that people can take. And, like, she's doing so much better. It's a hard line to walk when we're trying to change the narrative like generations at a time so then I think about like what was the language around cannabis for my mom growing up with my tata and so like now Mm -hmm. that she and and my mom try I can tell that she's doing her best with each kid as she learns right that's what we're all doing right we're We're learning as we go and we're like trying to be better every day with each kid and stuff so like I have to give my mom more grace in that she's a different mom for Bella than she was for me. So like, I've been terrified of telling my mom and like, I'm scared of my mom knowing and like, I am 31 years old. I am a grown ass <laughs> woman. I am married, living in my own house with my own kids. Scared to tell your mom. And my mom's going to come over and Ramon and I are like, put the grinder away, yeah. put all the stuff, like hurry, hurry it. And like our pipe is outside and like, he's rushing Dead. to go hide it. And like, yeah. and, and like, you're coming to my house. Like, this is where I like, oh, whatever. So That's hilarious. I'm like afraid of my mom. Yeah. And then Bella, on the other hand, like is leaves super her. open, like has yeah. her dab thing or whatever her on rig. her, yeah. yeah, like on her makeup vanity out in the open. And my mom's just like, oh, I hate that shit, rolling her eyes, walking by. But she's slowly becoming okay with it. And so, like, I'm telling my sister, you know, you inspire Thank me. You. Like, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying yeah. to like be brave like you with mom. And like, I don't know why it's so. Like, I don't know what I'm afraid of, like, or what I have been afraid of. I think from, like, an outside perspective, it's just, like, this image you've created being different than, like, the one you worked for till you were 30. Mm -hmm. And then, like, now you don't want that to change. Like, you don't want people's opinions of you to change because of one thing when it doesn't negate. Like, you got to be that how they see you, you got there through cannabis. I guarantee you, like, if these same people knew that my doctor had prescribed me anti-anxiety medication, they would be like, have you taken your meds, meds today? Yeah, like, no one's going to okay? judge you for taking Yeah, Lexapro. and they're going to tell me, like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't feel shame about your medication. Don't feel shame about your mental health. Do whatever you got to do. But to say, I need to smoke, Yeah, there's people have such a problem with that you know what I mean but it's totally cool for a mom to be like oh my god I need a beer so like with AJ after I had him 
I didn't smoke again until both of his newborn screenings were done because oh, I was wow. so scared. And then I remember <laughs> we finally we went to the dispensary and we went home. I fed him, put him to bed, and I remember we went out on our patio and that first, that first hit, hit. Oh my god! Like Roll. I don't know. I I might have cried. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was an emotional and, experience. Yeah, and like I was just like holy crap, I made it. Like, I did it. Like, Aww, my baby's good. He's home. He's it. safe. Like, I, I'm alive. We're good. Like, and I was able to smoke. And just, like, that was the first time that I felt my hormones shut up. It's just crazy how certain things are so accepted and so supportive for what you need to do. Do what you need to do to survive, get through the day, and it's so supportive. Except for but one thing. But then there's this one thing. That was another reason, too, why I wanted to come on this podcast and have this conversation because... I don't want to hide from my kids. Like, I right. want yeah. them to grow up being super confident in who they are. And they're not going to do that if I'm not doing that. Right. Oh, fuck and yeah, Ricky. And so I'm just like, yeah, it's Hell scary. Yeah. Like, I'm so scared of what people are going to say. Like, who's going to listen to this? Like, who even, who in my family listens to podcasts? Like, you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? And running through like, your head. Like, yeah, like, who am I going to have to should you do to? this or not? Yeah. Yeah, and like, just who's going to say something? What are they going to say? Like, to try to prepare myself for this argument. You know right. what I mean? And I'm just like... At the end of the day, when it comes down to my kids and the people that I'm bringing into this world, I want them to be super confident in yeah. who they are, what they believe, what helps them be a better person. What's your daily smoking schedule? I'll pack a bowl in the morning, for sure. And then I don't ever usually smoke a full bowl. It's usually just a hit or two. Because in then, the morning, it's like, that tolerance is low, bitch. Yeah. That tolerance is low. Right, right. So it's just a hit or two, and then I'm good to start, and I'll go pour my coffee, put my coffee on, and then usually that's about the time when I'm making the coffee, the kids are up, and then I'm changing the diapers, making the breakfast, doing all the things, and... I usually don't smoke again until nap time. So, and that's because I'm just going. Going nonstop. Yeah, not, I don't have a break. Yeah. I don't have, I, I literally can't go pee by myself. So like I can't, right. I can't smoke like that. So yeah. it's definitely to start the day. And mm -hmm. then at nap time when I can finally sit down. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes also if they are on one, then I will step Except outside. Except when it's needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if they, there have been times whenever like they're just, Man, these kids are rough, you know? Like, Fuck, you don't gotta tell so me! Hard. You yeah. don't gotta tell yeah. me! like, it's so hard, like, just dealing with these tantrums, all these big feelings, like, yeah. it takes There's a There's two of them now. When their feelings are too big for me, it's it's really helpful for me to take a step and So go you don't outside. react, right? Yeah, and you yeah. know, honestly, my okay. worst okay. days, my <laughs> when I think about it, my... <laughs> And I, <laughs> I don't want to cry, but like one of my, one of my core memories um, with AJ and like losing my temper with him, I wasn't smoking that day. The whole day, I couldn't be patient with AJ. Like I, he wasn't listening to me and I, I was yelling at him, like literally yelling, raising my voice at my child. Like, he's not going to hear me. Like, I know he's not. And it's scaring him and hurting him. He's just going to copy and, you. Right. Yeah. And like, I remember like, I was trying to get him to say, please. <laughs> That's what it was over. And he was asking for a snack and I was like, say, please, say, please. And we were, that was our thing that we were like, we need to start trying teaching to him manners. manners. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, say please, say please. And he wasn't saying it. And he was just looking at me and he's not saying it. And like my voice just kept getting louder and louder. And then 
at some point he started crying. And then because he was crying, I, and I didn't have the patience. I fucking, I walked away from him when he was crying because yeah. I made him cry. You know what I mean? And then when he's not feeling seen, he cries louder and he throws himself on the floor. And then if I try to help him, he screams and like he'll kick or get really stiff or something. And when he does that, all that did was escalate my feelings even more. And then I start physically handling him and like picking him because up and sitting like, him on no the choice. chair. Yeah. yeah. And like I sit him on the chair, like super rough. And I'm like, you don't yell at me, but I'm yelling at him. Right. And like all the work. And let me, I can't tell you enough. Like that day I was the worst mom. And like, no, no, First of all, it was the no. worst. And I remember when Ramon got home and he was asking me how our day was. And I was just crying. And I was like, mm. I was a terrible mom today. Like I was, and, and you know how, when they go to sleep, Oh, That's yeah. when you miss yeah. them the most. So, like, I'm crying to him, and I'm telling him that my patience wasn't there. And I was just, like, telling him that, like, I was rough with him. I grabbed him by the arm, and I screamed at him, and I made him cry. And, like, I just – and I told him I don't I, – I spanked him that day. You're like, like, who it is was, that person? Right. Yeah. And so and I'm telling my husband, like, I hit AJ today. Like, I spanked him, and I – Never want to do that again. Never. Yeah. <laughs> so then he told me, he, and he was just like, we're never going to not have weed in the house ever again. Like, it's just, don't feel bad. Do what you need to do. Like, just, you know what I mean? And yeah. so like, after that, then we decided, okay, this is a non-negotiable in the budget. Like, we're not going to try Necessity. to sacrifice that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, if we're handling our budget appropriately, then we won't feel it. Like, just mm-hmm handle your business you know yeah. what I mean pay attention to your finances and right. then you can manage it and it's about your priorities you know what I mean and yeah absolutely it, it like truly is what helps me slow down like and and pick those battles and respond instead of react and right respond instead of react every when I'm not smoking every reaction automatic natural reaction is to be like, I don't want to hear it. Like, don't be, yeah. don't be whining at me. Like, and I know you mentioned before, like off, off of the podcast that, you know, that's like, and for a lot of other people too, you, you're just copying what you grew up with. Yeah, you know? it's true. Like I, I just, you're right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like my, if I ever had big feelings, it wasn't uncommon to be told like, you're fine, calm down. Like, no, you don't need to be crying. And like in a Mexican family, do you want a reason to cry? When he yells at me and screams at me, my reaction, my natural reaction is to be like, I'm bigger than you. You're not going to talk to me like that and like raise my hand at him. And like, what the hell is that about? Like, no, you know, something that helps me a lot when I'm like in a reactive state is I try to picture myself like from another part of the room and like watch myself. Mm -hmm. If I can do that, like if I've been smoking, I can usually do that. If I can't, if I haven't been smoking, I just react. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If I'm not smoking, I react. But if I'm smoking, I am calm enough to respond. And like, it's, it's It's like the reaction comes, but you're like, No, I'm going to choose to do it a different way. I am a better mom when I'm smoking, for sure, because I'm able to respond. I'm able to slow down. I'm able to try to hear what he's saying. Well, and you took time for yourself, too. Let's not forget about that. Like, it's a, like you said, kind of, it's almost ritualistic. Like, it's a, you saying, I need this. I'm giving myself this. You, even if it's for four minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And he's literally still screaming when I walk inside, but I can walk up to him nicely Mm -hmm. and I can calm down and like, can I have a hug? Like, come give me a hug. And then I'll Yeah, do you need a hug? I ask Debbie that all the time and he usually goes, "Mm -hmm." Yeah, AJ will always cut. If I open my arms, he will 100% come into my arms and lay his head on my shoulder. And And you don't want to hug anybody who's like, that's enough crying. Right. Do you need a hug? (laughs) And then that's another thing too. (laughs) Yeah, like I always think about how like, how toxic is it for, because I'm always thinking like, what's he going to be in? therapy about when he's 30 like something something right what issues is he gonna have with me and I always think that like how toxic is it for me to be screaming at him yelling at him disciplining him in an unhealthy way but then when I'm over it be like I love you yeah and like come let me hold you well you're teaching them that like that that that's okay okay. and then he's gonna go marry a woman who does that to him and And then that's how the generation continues yes (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly so good for you though for breaking that I'm doing my best we we are doing we are doing our best I think we only got to like lunchtime you were like oh I get to I get to nap time so you smoke in the morning you smoke all of that stuff that we just talked about happens and then (laughs) it's nap time yeah so I can take a break and then nap time is the only time I can eat too so if the kids are asleep then I can take a minute and I can smoke and I can kind of like calm my nerves and then stop thinking about all the million and one things I still need to do and I can sit down and I can eat and that's the first time that I've eaten all day most of the time yeah and then it usually sometimes I'll like after nap time I'll have a bowl packed and it'll stay outside. And then I'll just go out for a hit or two throughout the day, little by little. Yeah. And then um, when my husband gets home from work and we'll smoke again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all day, like yeah. literally throughout as needed. Yeah, yeah, as needed for sure. Yeah. And it's needed all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> when is it not needed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's necessary for you and your children that you yeah. smoke cannabis. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for, yeah, so like it's necessary for my husband. He's working a million and one jobs, doing a million and one things. He's exhausted. He has every right to be exhausted. I'm going to pack a bowl for you. Yeah, Yeah, me, I wake up and it's go, go, go. The second we open our eyes, they are pushing every button all day long. They have feelings bigger than mine. And then I I just have to deal with it. And I'm the punching bag and I just got to take it and take it and not take it personal and not get upset. And then... And don't forget to mold their minds and feed them healthy and take them outside and give them plenty of milk and water and... Just doing all the things, watch their screen time, do all the things with them and then... They finally just back up, and you get a small little break to smoke weed. Yeah, and then and that, but that's literally it recharges my battery. You are last on the list when you're a mom, and you know we can talk about self care and everything, but that's just that's just how it is. That's just how it is. No matter how many facials, massages, or fucking therapy appointments you go to, you're still gonna be last on that list. Mm-hmm. So anything to make you feel better and you know give you whatever it takes to get you going so you can be the best mom so you can read those books so you can be the snack you know vending machine (laughs) yeah and just have patience just to respond with kindness and patience and be playful in the meantime like don't forget yeah you're we are working all day long with these kids sometimes it really does feel like a job and you forget to have fun yeah that's when they go down at the end of the day and you're thinking about you miss them yeah, yeah quote unquote bad of a mom you've been if you've played with them and you ran at the park and you went down the slide and you right. had those fun had those fun memories because you were high, mm-hmm. because you're a fucking adult and your brain doesn't work that way anymore. So give yourself some grace and don't talk yourself down because you used cannabis to be playful, to be patient, just because a government decided to put 
black and brown people and progressive people in jail. That is the only reason you feel bad. Right, right, right. And when, and like, when you think about it like that, I hope that it really helps with stigma. And it seems like it's helping your mom. She's coming around. Yeah, how? I'm so so then. Okay, so oh, yeah, this is like, like she told me when we... she got here, she had a new story. So yeah, I'm I'm so, ready for the new story. So I was asking Bella, my sister, how comfortable she felt with me talking about her experience and stuff. And I was telling her, I was like, I don't know, I'm nervous to talk about all this stuff because of mom and like, what's mom gonna say? And she was like, Mom smokes now. And I was like, What? Shut the and, fuck up. And I literally, I was like, What do you mean? And. She was like, yeah, she confiscated my vape pen. And dad went in my room the other day and got me and told me to go look at mom. And she was outside hitting my pen. And then that when she walked inside that she told Bella, I like this one better than the other one you had. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? And I'm just, oof. And I'm like, wait, Bella, wait, back Hold on. up. You got to tell me that story one more time, Bella. <laughs> I need full details every moment that happened. <laughs> I literally, I was like, was she being sarcastic? How yeah. was her body language? Like, was, was she, she high? Yeah, like, did, did she, she, like she actually it? feel she anything? Panic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking like, okay, so then I start to think, who else am I afraid of, right? And I'm, their opinions, Who whose opinions do I care about that have the potential to make me feel a kind of way or whatever mm -hmm. and it's my first of all no one yeah. no one <laughs> thank you thank you very mm -hmm. much I'm getting there I'm here right I'm here willingly saying that I'm confident in who I am if people don't like my choices fuck you I love you we're gonna try to <laughs> you all fuck you all I love you <laughs> I'm thinking of family I'm thinking of family like uh. what what can these people who I love how can whatever we're, we're just gonna coexist and I, if you don't I'm I mean be you're okay not at their house telling them not to use like tied and you're not like or whatever right. like just, trying to whatever yeah, police how to the food they're eating or right. the caffeine they're drinking or so i was worried <laughs> i was worried about uh my in-laws and right. like their approval is important to you're me. like mom check yeah yeah mother-in-law like, yeah, i don't know <laughs> yeah but and that was something that i asked my husband too like how do you feel about me being open about it like you smoke too like what how do you feel and he was just like oh i don't know and then we we re revisited the conversation several times and then yesterday we picked up our clone and Ali was with his mom and so we had oh, our clone in the car and yeah. I was just like are we gonna get this down or are we and I was telling him I don't want to leave it in the car like I don't I just we got to take care of this up my our third baby yeah like, we can't, <laughs> like I don't want I have to take care of it and so I was yeah. just like what if we walk in and just put it? They have a little front den when you first walk in. And oh, I was yeah, because like, you didn't want to leave it in the car. Right, 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 right So right, I was right. just okay. like, I'll just, we'll put it in the den, and then we'll just, we'll tell them, I don't know what we'll tell them. We'll cross that bridge, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and I was, like, ready for her to say something negative, and we ended up leaving it outside by the front door in the sun or whatever. And when we were getting ready to leave, my husband was like, so just so you guys know, because you're going to walk us out right now. <laughs> and he was like we have another baby outside. And his mom was like, another baby, what? And she was like, she thought it was an actual baby. And she was like all scared. And when we told her that we got a cannabis plant, she smiled and she was like, what? And she had questions. And like, she then ended up telling us that she ate a gummy on a family vacation or whatever. And See? like, she had questions, right? Yeah. And so Ramon and I were like, so excited to talk to her about it. And it sucks because I don't have experience with edibles. Yeah. So I couldn't yeah, I hate, really talk about it. I'm not a big it. edible person either. I but, couldn't really talk yeah. about it. And she she was just telling me that it didn't really affect her or whatever. And, like, she just 
whatever. But, she but tried my it. thing, yes, that was my thing yeah. was that she didn't give us anything negative. She smiled yeah. when we walked outside. She wanted to smell it. She was laughing and she was like, "Tell me how it goes. Keep me posted." And like she was, I felt very <laughs> supportive. Whatever you feel comfortable. Everybody picks their. And you don't have to whatever. run off and tell your mom today that you smoke weed because right, Ricky told right. her mom. It took me like over it 10 takes years. Time, it yeah. literally, like I first started smoking when I was 19. I'm 31 now. And I am barely telling my mom that yeah. I've smoked like since I was 19. And like, <laughs> So huge, huge thank you for like just putting that all aside. And I know you have anxiety and like you were nervous and I had so much fun. I know, me too. Thanks. I wish my voice my was so guest, shaky like in the beginning, week. but oh, don't I am just thinking like, honestly, I'm grateful. I'm happy that yeah. you cared enough to like hear my experience. Mm. And then you just give me the space to yeah. to grow and learn because I'm still learning. Now yeah. that I'm getting more confident, there's so much to learn about. Right? I even still have so much more to learn. Like yeah. I would really love to learn more about it too so yeah well I hope this story sheds some light and helps somebody who might need that little push or nudge you're not alone you're not a bad mom okay yeah, you're not a bad mom do what you got to do to be a good mom yeah in your mind whatever and that looks like. go smoke some weed and thanks for listening <laughs> thank you for listening and remember cannabis is medicine if you have a moment, please give my podcast a five-star review. Thank you.